in the market for affordable home improvement products? Eubin Building Supplies carries those high-quality building materials you need. Whether you're a homeowner, DIY handyman, landlord, or contracting company, their store in Dyke, Iowa has everything you need to get the job done right the first time. Their in-store builder showroom is designed to make the selection process easy. View samples, discuss options, and then take a few samples back to your home or office for consideration. Eubin Building Supplies is dedicated to getting the job done right, and their friendly experts will help you find exactly what you need to fit your lifestyle, home decor, and budget. Go and visit their Dyke showroom at 635 Main Street or call 319-989-2222 to see, touch, and feel the latest styles. This is Tad Brace and Travis Kiewit coming at you with another episode of DNH Loose Change. Travis, what's going on, man? Well, we're getting close to that that uh, time of the year. And what time of the year is that? Oh, Halloween coming at us. Very good. Uh, that's one of my favorite times, too. It's fall. My wife's birthday is on Halloween. Is it really? Yep. Very good. Uh, what's your favorite Halloween candy? Well, it would be my favorite candy. Which would I mean, be? Not just for Halloween, but I, like in general or sure. like something you normally get during... How about the normal, what you would get on Halloween? On Halloween? It, it'd probably have to be the little bite-sized uh, Milky Ways. Oh, see, I'm a Milky Way guy, too. I, I love Milky Ways. <laughs> Milky Way and Three Musketeers, man. Well, and so this is, tells you how cheap I am. I go for the... <laughs> You make your own, don't you? No, you can. No. <laughs> I thought you may have been honest. No. <laughs> I look to see how much it weighs because I want to get the most bang for my buck. And Milky Ways are heavy. Yeah. Well, and Snickers. Good... Milky Ways and, and Snickers are the heaviest. Three Musketeers are light. I do. I, I understand where you're coming from with but, that. <laughs> I'm so dumb with that. But... It's the it's the taste. I'm I can I tolerate Snickers. I have nothing wrong with them. They're not my they're not my top five. Yeah. What is your favorite? My favorite it would be Milky Way or Three Musketeers. Those are my favorites. That is, okay. And then I would Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kat, you know. Mine's a Reese's Fast Break. I knew you, um, I couldn't remember if it was yeah, Fast Break. Yeah. I love those things. And I also love, um, they have a Outrageous now. It's kind of like a Reese's, uh, like a Fast Break, except for it has little uh, baby M&Ms in it. That That one's pretty good, too. That would be good. Yep. I'm also into Charleston Chews. Oh, the strawberry one's the best. Yep. And I love cowtails. Never had a cowtail. Oh, cowtails are, they're very hard to find. Quickstar used to have them. I do not think they have them anymore, but I love cowtails. I see cowtails all the time when I drive around. You just. You need to have, um, yeah. Because then they also come in. So a popular Halloween candy is called Bullseyes. So it's got that. When was the last time you went nice, trick or treating? <laughs> it's it's got a nice like a a marshmallowy um, inside and like a bullseye, and then the outside is caramel. 
Oh, those would be good. But that's the same concept. Uh, gets. Okay. J G O E T. I shouldn't even be trying to spell this, but that's the company that makes cowtails. But they also make these bullseyes. Bulls. Bull eyes. Bullseyes. Is that the heir to the oh my baby gosh. Ruth? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight we've got a really, I like to call this a special edition. Special edition, yeah. Yeah, special edition uh, episode of DNH Loose Change. We have our school board candidates that are going to be um, joining us tonight for the election that is on November 2nd. So, again, we want to make sure you all understand that election is on November 2nd. And we were reminded tonight that you can vote. So, if you're from New Hartford, Stout, Dyke, as long as you're in the Dyke, New Hartford district, you can vote for any of the candidates. So, you don't have to just, you're not just stuck with um, whoever is in your area. It's it's anybody you want to vote for, you can vote for. Is right. that, is yes, that what yes, you Yes, that, yes. That's the way I'm understanding it. Um, somebody explained it to me that... Yes, you can vote for anybody and everybody. Anybody that's on the ballot, you can vote for. You don't have to be in a certain, I, I don't know, the, the official term, but like precinct or right. your area of the district. It's it's wide open. And I will be the first to say I am not, by any means, uh, someone that you should go to asking for questions or oh my information about uh, the, the, the finer details, the procedural stuff. Um, we're just here interviewing the candidates so that way our listeners, you, can make the best decisions uh, for you and your family. Um, and so tonight we start off with uh, Jenny Conley's going to join us first. And then we have Brett Badker as well as Ryan Peterson joining us. So all three candidates, Travis and I took a lot of caution here. We want to make sure everybody got the same uh, questions. So we sent those questions out ahead of time. So they do know what questions we are going to ask aside from the random question of the day. Yeah. And yeah. Ho- hopefully they'll, they'll like the random question of the day as well. Hopefully. Uh, I think most everybody does. I think so too. We're getting to a point, you and I, where we have to really, like, I, we're grasping at straws here. Right. To, so when we come up with these random questions, Tad and I, we try to work together and we, I think we've both found the same uh, websites because it's the same questions, and I complain about this, and Tad's like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, so we must be on the same one. And um, I do have to say, Tad, Tad does an amazing job of coming up with a bunch on your own. I, so, sometimes you just never know where your mind goes at yeah. night, you know? <laughs> do you write them down? No, well. Uh, maybe you should start, because I'm sure they just like last come night, to you, right? Last night I was sitting here, I was laying in bed thinking about the interviews, and um, I don't know why I think in advance about them because I just love coming here and talking to the people. There's nothing for me to do other than that. But I was just thinking about some random questions and, and the, the fork, uh, the one that we're going to ask later. So don't tell anybody, guys. But yeah. fork, spoon, or knife right. question was one that I could think of. But, you know, it's just, you know, I've just, I'm weird. So that works. I'll agree. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so um, hang tight. We'll get right back. You, uh, bye. Excuse me. We'll get right back here <laughs> with our first interview, Jenny Conley, here in just a moment. People Savings Bank is proud to be part of the Dyke New Hartford community. Thank you to all that came out to support our tailgate on September 10th. 
With your help, we donated all of the proceeds from the meal to the DNH Booster Club. The grand total was $2,527. We also had the honor to present a donation to the DNH schools representing the Wolverine Pride debit card swipes for the past year. With every purchase over $10, PSB donates six cents back to the school. Over the past year, our customers have swiped their DNH Pride debit cards a total of 14,865 times. With your help, People Savings Bank was honored to present a check in the amount of $891.90. Thank you to all of our loyal customers and fans for helping make this possible. If you haven't already, it's not too late to join in. Stop into People Savings Bank and grab your Wolverine Pride debit card today and start swiping. People Savings Bank is home of your Wolverine Pride debit card. Member FDIC. Roll blue. And we are back with Jenny Conley, school board candidate, joining us in the studio tonight. Jenny, how are you? I am doing great, Tad. Thank you. Very good. Thank you as well for joining us. Um, I know it's not always easy. Uh, you've got four kids, right? Yes, it's It's a big challenge to get in here, uh, especially with a lot of things that are happening in the district. Um, but for those of you who, uh, for those of the listeners who might not know you very well, can you go ahead and give us a little background information about yourself? Yeah. So I am a Dyke New Hartford graduate. I graduated in 2001. Um, I was really lucky during my time here from fourth grade through high school that I got to be involved in lots of things. So I was the the band kid, the choir kid, the speech kid, the student government kid. I was a cheerleader. I attempted volleyball and track. So thank you for those who uh, <laughs> let me get through that. Um, I was really lucky. I got I had a great experience, great group of high school friends. Um, and then I went on and graduated from University of Northern Iowa. I got a teaching degree, social studies teaching. Um, I was really lucky in college to have a lot of awesome experiences where I found I really liked working with college students. So I finished that teaching degree. Thanks, Julie Rokes. Mm, that's my mom. She was a teacher here at Dyke New Hartford as well. Um, they had me finish that degree and I went to graduate school um, at UNI, got my master's in higher ed, and I've been at UNI ever since. So my first job, um, full-time, grown-up job besides Fairway for a long time, um, I ran one of the dorms at UNI. So Scott and I were, um, lived in a dorm right? Um, 400 girls were in that dorm. So it was a really good job. <laughs> Kept me on my toes. Um, then I worked in admissions for eight years. So I traveled a good chunk of the state, a lot of rural communities and ran visits and supervised team of travelers. And then I decided I needed to learn a different piece of higher ed. So I've been the associate director in the College of Business for our advising side. So lots of really interesting experiences. Um, I was also on the Board of Regents in Iowa, wow. which is, yeah, a unique experience. So four and a half years, they appoint one student member. I was appointed by the governor which was a very crazy wow. phone call in your dorm room when you're 21 <laughs> years old. <laughs> um, Wait, was that on a cell phone or was that on a, uh, it was a, a um, landline? Or? Real landline. Yeah, thanks for that uh, throwback reminder. <laughs> um, and those... and were, were, did you get called down to the office or did you have the phone in the room? Oh, the phone was in my room, in room? sir. Yeah, yeah, it was a purple VTech phone. I still remember. Yep. Oh, I was going to wonder if it was one of those Nokia cell oh, phones that you could play Snake on. Yeah. You, ever, you remember oh, one yeah. of those? Oh, yeah. Oh, the Nokias were big. Yeah. yeah. Scott had one of those. Yep. I, I did not yet. So, yeah, so I have had a lot of cool experiences. Yeah. Very good. So um, now, now that you're kind of out of the... Uh, 
job aspect. What about mm-hmm. your family? Yeah, so we have four boys, um, 12, um, 9, 7, and 4. So they're all in school, 6th grade, 3rd grade, 1st grade, and 1st year of preschool. Um, and I'm married to a teacher in the district, Scott Connolly, um, or I think most people call him Connolly. Now I'm known as Connolly's wife. That's right. kind of weird. <laughs> um, and he's a middle school teacher here, so highly involved in the school district, um, and he does a lot within the community as well. So, Very good. Okay, so obviously running for the school board. Mm-hmm. What prompted you to make this jump? Yeah. Um, we're kind of coming out of those infant baby years, which makes my heart sad, but um, that's where we're at. And I really feel like I can give back to the district. Um, I care about teachers a lot. I care about kids and I really care about this community. We decided to move back. Um, Scott had been already teaching here for a few years. It took us a little while to find a house in Dyke. We need some more housing there um, and in New Hartford. <laughs> um, so we were, we just feel like we're at a place where I can give back in this capacity. Very good. And so as you're running, you have views of where you want the district to be at a certain time and a certain place. So what is your goal for the district in five years and, and then in 10 years as you move through? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that I come with my background of working in the K-12 side of having a teaching degree and and traveling and recruiting in a lot of high schools and now working on the college side um, is understanding what what students need to be able to do after high school. So there's a lot of great two-year, four-year vocational apprenticeship paths and making sure our students have those options I think is really important and I have a lot of experience in that. So I think having... um, goals of where do you want to see every one of your graduates end up. So there's a lot of data coming out about um, whether or not students finish school. Um, Schools are going to have to be more accountable for that in the next five to 10 years. And so um, I'd love to be a part of that and help students navigate that. Um, I have another goal of making sure every 7th through 12th grade student is involved in something. So we know that research says when students are, their grades are better, they're more likely to have less behavioral issues, and they just feel a part of something. So we have a lot of cool opportunities here, and I'd love to see those be sustained and maybe grow, too, as we go. Very good. Okay, so, and I got to thank Krista lots for this question. I had, uh, <laughs> I, I had a little help with some of these here. But as a graduate of DNH, what is your favorite memory of your own time here in high school? Oh, my god. Or gosh. at DNH in general? Yeah. The Wayback Machine. Yeah. Oh, man. So I, (laughs) this is kind of funny throwback time. Um, I, when I was a junior in high school, um, we made it all the way to the dome. And um, cheering in the dome was probably one of my most favorite memories. Um, Also, when I was in show choir, so this is pre-auditorium, okay? We had to perform in the multi-purpose Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I got the courage to sing a solo. And the power went out. And my As mother, you were singing mm, the solo? Right before I was ready to go. Like I had just started and the power went out and they didn't know what to do. And my mom yells, hang in there, Jen. And all of my <laughs> friends just laughed. And it's still very much ingrained in my brain now that I think about that. Um, so I don't know. I was just really lucky. My brother had a really good experience here. But yeah, gosh, fine arts and cheerleading were really my jam. I loved it. Very good. Very good. Were you able to... 
finish this? I mean, yeah, did they it get was. the power back on? Yep, or? they got that power back on in that big old hot spotlight because we only had one. Right, you know those so spotlights are terrible, man. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> and, and what was the song? Um, so. If people remember, there's um, Mr. Holland's opus, and it was called Someone to Watch Over Me. It's not from that. It's actually a Broadway popular song. But, yeah, so I finished it. Do Don't you, ask me nice. to sing right now. I was just going to say, nope. do you care to mm-hmm. play I, uh, a little? I, I need to practice with Gene Loger again. I sang once on that stage. I, I was not in the theater or anything, and it was um, holiday break, winter holiday break. and. Yes. We had some uh, time to kill. <laughs> and so um, a friend of mine went up there and sang My Jingling, and then, uh, or My Dingling, <laughs> not My Jingling. <laughs> and then I, I did, I played, uh, or I sang Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Yes. I love that. I am here for that. Um, ben Freeze, um, when I was a cheerleader, was one of the people that threw me up in an elevator. So I remember being caught by Ben Freeze, which is kind of funny now that he's friends with my husband. Um, yeah, there's just all sorts of memories yeah. from those D&H days. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay. So how do you envision supporting your school administration and your educators if you are elected to the role? Yeah, I think being a teacher these days is tough. Um, when we look, again, I, <laughs> it's data, right? Um, we don't have people that want to be teachers. Um, those numbers are the lowest they've ever been in the whole country. And so I think how can we help support teachers be successful? How can we be a voice for them? And that's the same for the administrators. Um, and I think the same for the community. So School has changed a lot in the last 5 to 10 to 15 years, and so open communication, I think, is a big piece of that. I think parents can be a great help for academics and supporting kids at home, Um, and then teachers can also be really helpful in telling you what you need to do at home. So I think as much open communication as we can build, the better. Very good. Okay, so our last question uh, about the school board election coming up Why should people vote for you in this election? Yeah. Well, I'm a local kid, um, so I understand the district. Um, I have been in a lot of other smaller districts, too, in my um, work life. So I understand what's happening in a lot of other areas. Um, I think my experience in understanding what students can do after high school is really invaluable. So the world of work is shifting Um, We need more vocational um, options for students to experience, but we also have to make sure we're preparing students for four-year and beyond, and I've got a lot of good experience in that. Um, And I have a mom brain, right? And I think like a mom, (laughs) so what do we need to do to stay organized and better communication and all of those pieces when you're a mom of four and you work? um, It's a lot. (laughs) So I can only imagine. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know. I, I forgot whose turn it was to pick up the kids today after school. So, you know, it's it's all good. Right. That's why moms are the boss. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. exactly. <laughs> and it's every day. Right. Yes. I, I'm always texting Tasha, like, hey, uh, was it my turn today? Or? Right. <laughs> all right. So I, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, we always end with a random question of the day. That's right. And I did not give you the option before the interview. Let's bring it. So your random question of the day is... If you had to get rid of a knife, fork, or spoon forever, which utensil would you eliminate? Mm, for sure the knife. Really? Yeah. I'm. Um, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but I'm going to share it. I'm not real good at cutting meat. 
Um, I'm, I like to view myself as an independent woman, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, Scott, will you cut the steak? <laughs> um, so I don't really have much use for it because I can cut pretty well with a fork. And, you know, you just got to have a spoon for soup and stuff. Okay. So would, would this be like just that individual or like across the board? Like there are no knives. Oh. Across, um, you know what I mean? Because that makes a difference yes, of having somebody else. Yeah, I'd say Cut across, your meat. across the board there are like it no, doesn't exist. It's not a, for Ooh. for the purpose of eating. It does not exist. Oh, then I think get rid of the fork. That changes it. Yeah, see that's and, and where why, I'm at. And what and why the fork? Because I can stab most things with a knife, but and the spoon is just essential. I've tried to do a lot of other things, and you cannot slurp soup with a fork. Yeah, so yeah. you can cut with the knife is my Truth. thought, and you can use it to like. Yeah. Poke the to whatever stab it. and, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. eat it off the knife. I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have not seen that, so I don't know. <laughs> First one's the best one. And then, exactly. And then uh, the spoon, obviously, if you're eating something that requires, yeah. you know, it's hard to eat any type of soup or anything with a fork. So yeah. that's where I'm at. And I'm not going to go with the excuse that you could dip the bowl or anything. Like, what if the, what if it's not something you could lift? Right. So that's where I'm at. But what about you? Uh, you guys have talked me into that. I, yes. I'm with you. I think a fork would be, you wouldn't need it because of the reasons already stated. Right, it could uh, go. I do like forks, though. I prefer them. Truth. Mm-hmm. See, if I would have added chopsticks into this, oh, hands down, that would have yeah. been the one to go. Although, at our house, we seem to, we go through a lot of forks. Like tonight, yes. tonight I had to, um, we had um, chicken Alfredo. And I had to use a salad fork, which is that the smaller one? Is I mean, that the scale? I, mean, I don't. This one wasn't very big. It was almost like a baby fork mm. because we had run out. Oh, is that like a pickle fork? Like you stick in the pickle jar? And- it, it, it might have been. It <laughs> was. It was just small. It was like a miniature fork. Yeah. And yeah. So I felt a little inferior with it. We ran out of silverware a lot, but it in our still house. worked. We've gotten to the point now where. Where does silverware go? It's like socks. I don't, I don't and there's understand. Never, and there's never like an equal amount. So if you no. run out of forks, you have a lot you're going to have a ton of spoons. Right. Correct. If, so I right. don't know. And we always have a plenty of plenty of butter knives. Yes. Oh, yeah. Those are useless. Always. Those like just keep coming. They yes. like they just reproduce. <laughs> Accurate. It's no good. It's no good. Right. Well, uh, well, Jenny, uh, I just want to thank you for stopping in tonight. Uh, and again, for those of you wondering, the election is on November 2nd. Get to your polling place and make sure you get your votes cast. Thank you. The DNH Loose Change Podcast is looking for the final two businesses to partner with us here at Dyke New Hartford. DNH Loose Change will be a weekly podcast focusing exclusively on all things DNH. The podcast will primarily consist of interviews from administrators, teachers, support staff, coaches, and our own DNH students. By becoming a partner, your business will be given up to a 60-second pre-roll, mid-roll, or post-roll read in every episode to a captive audience. Your donation will go directly to help out the DNH Booster Club as well as help offset the cost of producing the podcast. For more information, contact Travis Kiewit at 319-983-2206 or by email at travis.kiewit at dnhcsd.org. Thank you in advance for your support of our DNH students and roll blue.
Okay, we are back with Brett Badker, another one of our school board candidates. And Brett, how are you doing tonight? Very good. How are you? Very, very good. Uh, nice Wednesday, or now Thursday night. I'm, I know, I'm throwing myself it, it, off. It threw me off too. But again, I've thrown a lot of people off with that the last few days. <laughs> but we're all good to go here. So. Wednesday, Thursday, it's all good. Uh, yep. Yep. But well, I just know tomorrow's Friday. So well, that's I'm going to throw a little about. wrinkle at you that uh, next week it'll have to be uh, on Tuesday. So just to FYI, but we'll talk about that off the air. That sounds good. All right. So <laughs> Brett, back. Uh, getting back to you here. Um, can you go ahead and provide a little background information about yourself, where you grew up, school, family, all that fun stuff? Uh, sure. Um, we moved to the district when I was in kindergarten into New Hartford, West New Hartford. Uh, lived there, graduated from Deck New Hartford in 96. We joined schools in 92 as a freshman then. Um, after that, went to town, went to, moved to Cedar Falls, went to college for a little bit, and ended up going into an electrical apprenticeship, which... Uh, I'm not an electrician in Waterloo. Have been for 20 years. And uh, what company do you work for? If you don't, uh, know? it's a company called Tri City Electric. Okay. They're actually out of Davenport, but they do a lot of work up here. So. So they have a base in Waterloo then too. Yeah, they're working on on getting set up with that. Okay. I would like to learn a little more electricity. I think it's. A good I get story. nervous, really nervous around it. Yeah. Um, but that's for a whole nother you podcast. Around a light switch. I was electrocuted when I was in seventh grade. So. But that, that that's, that's for a good another, start. Yeah, that's yep. Good. That, that'll be for another story. But I I do enjoy electricity. I wish I knew more about it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think about 2002, I moved back into the district. Uh, I bought a house west of New Hartford, and lived there. And uh, my wife Denny and I, we've been married 14 years. We live there. Um, then in 08, we lost the house the tornado, and we ended up buying a different house in the district, uh, east of New Hartford. And that's where we live now. Um, two kids, Haley in seventh grade, who I am supposed to say is the swaggiest <laughs> person I know. <laughs> and, uh, swaggy. Yeah, swaggy. And a shout out to her seventh grade volleyball team. <laughs> Very good for you. Right, right. Well, you got you got some uh, instructions oh, there. Yeah, so. yeah strict so. instructions. She's <laughs> at home playing tic-tac or whatever it's called. And, uh, <laughs> and then her little brother Jack's in fifth grade and... Uh, he says hi to his football team. They just finished their fifth, sixth grade season and says, sup. So. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I've been actually very, awesome. very lucky to have all of our candidates' uh, children. I've uh, Ryan Peterson's daughters, fantastic kids. Um, I have the first Conley son, Noah, in my class right now. and had Haley last year, and she was an absolute blast. Uh, definitely one of the most outgoing ch- kids that i know but that was that's that's what makes it a lot of fun though so i yeah i i enjoy that a lot and getting to know these kids but (laughs) all right so um before we get too deep into this what prompted you to run for school board uh yeah i thought about that today i was thinking there was two things really um one was a few years ago actually when haley started playing uh volleyball and i was talking to chad meester and we were traveling every weekend to different facilities and things and playing in all these beautiful, you know, gyms and things. And we're like, it's, we really need to upgrade the facility. I'm like, yeah, that w- we agreed, you know, that needed to be done. And then like less than a year later, it comes out. Yeah. Here's the bond referendum. And, uh, that just, it, it excited me to get involved. It's like something that would be, uh, I want to be a part of. And I actually thought about running for school board then like two years ago when the other seats were up and then decided not to. And, uh, 
but now with Ashley seat coming open, I thought that was a good opportunity. And then the other part I thought about today, um, this summer when the Kaufman tragedy happened, um, I just got to know Andy a little bit and great guy, you know, was an amazing person. But a friend of his wrote on Facebook a little, some her, some of her thoughts and, uh, the main thought was showing up and doing something for your community, doing something for other people. So that really, it stuck with me, uh, show up. So this is kind of my way to show up and give back the community and kids and, and, you know, doing something instead of just doing nothing. And that's a fantastic reason to yep. to do this as well. well so. And that's definitely going in with both feet. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's a huge way of, of helping out uh, a lot of people. In a lot of different areas. Yeah, and, and all for the right reasons as yes, well. Yes, correct. So um, along with that then, what is your goal for the district in five or ten years as we look with our eyes towards the future? Sure. Uh, in five years, I kind of would hope that uh, we're looking at COVID-19 as in the history books. That's You know, it was supposed to be a two-week. You know, right. Wasn't it supposed to be done by Easter? Stop the surge yeah. or whatever they called it. So hopefully that's all done with. We can look towards the future. Five years from now, we have this the beautiful new school. You know, we're moving forward. Maybe get back to normality a little bit. Um, and then, but not resting there. You know, I think we always have to keep looking, improving. Where can we improve? Don't ever stop. And then uh, 10 years from now, I, I mean, that's so far off. I was thinking, like, what, do, what did life look like 10 years ago? And, uh, you know, people didn't really even have smartphones and things like that. So 10 years from now, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to, like, embrace technology maybe. I, I imagine it's really, really going to change the face of school. I mean, virtual learning and different things where we can give more opportunities to, to students outside of the classroom as long and along with that saving money possibly, you know, not – needing all the facility space we can maybe give more kids more opportunities um without being stuck inside the limits of a classroom or something right very good okay so um and you said you graduated it was it 96 96 all right so what is your favorite memory of your own time in high school (laughs) well i don't know uh how many of them we can talk about Ninety-six. That was a. It was a fun year. The th- one thing I remember, um, like I said back then, there was no cell phones. There's no social media, so the only way to find out what your buddies were doing at night, like I come drive into town tonight and there's no one on the streets. Well, when in '96 there would be a dozen cars or something, or everybody'd be at a parking lot, and that's how you found people and and talked to them. So that was always fun. I mean, any night that's how you found people and, and interacted with your friends. So. That was good. And then the other thing I kind of thought was funny, in 96, we were probably two-thirds a male population to female in our class. So we elected our school board, or uh, student council, I mean, and it was kind of a rigged election. It was so <laughs> right. all the boys got put on the student council, and then they instantly voted the class colors black and blue and, and a couple school mo- or class <laughs> mottos, and which... Mike Williams shot down a few of them as inappropriate <laughs> until we got one approved. So he just kept going, going yeah, back to the drawing yeah, board. This one, but yeah, you know, it was <laughs> kind of had a, a gross majority. So, and how many? How many? Do you remember how many were in your class at the time? I was thinking low sixties. 
okay. 60s, something like that, which a little less than there is these days. Right. There are the senior classes now, but. Yeah, I think right now in my sixth grade, the last two years I've had right around between 75 and 80. Oh, wow. So it's getting there. Well, I yeah. should say 72 and 80-ish. Yeah, and I think we were one of the bigger classes back then. So yeah. That's good. And not quite 80, but up in that range anyways, I should say. Okay, so um, how do you envision uh, supporting your school administrators, the educators, and, and really any of the staff at Dyke New Hartford um, when you are put on the board? Because you are running on a post, so you will Correct. be on the board. Um, how do you plan on supporting everyone at DNH? Yeah, that's, uh, I was thinking about that, and um, that's going to be a learning curve for me. As far as I talk to Krista and Ashley and, and some of them, you know, I have to learn what I can, I can and can't do as a school board member. You know, sometimes your hands are tied as far as what you can provide to, to your you know, the, the faculty and, and that. Right. Um, so learning what we can and can't do, but always maintain that open line of communication. You know, what do the teachers need? I think the more we can provide for them to do their job, is the best thing for the students, and uh, and it also attracts the best teachers to come into the district. I think, I think right now we're doing a great job of that. I think this is a destination for, for teachers. They want to be in the district. I think the people we have are amazing, best in the state. So, just keeping that up, you know, anything we can do to help them do their jobs is a benefit for everybody. Very good. All right. So my last question, uh, revolving around the school board is, well, why should people support you as an elected official for the Dyke New Hartford School Board? Yeah, so um, support me, I guess, number one, because I'm the only guy on the ballot, so <laughs> well, we got to fill the board. I know, so I had, I'm trying to make sure everyone gets the that. same question. <laughs> right? right, I saw that. I kind of thought that, you know, Krista wrote these up. I'm like, thanks for the free one, Krista. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, support-wise, I think I will, you know, kind of put a spin on the question and... I hope I can get the community support after the election and, uh, you know, voicing their concerns, you know, don't be afraid to come up, you know, tell me what you guys are thinking, what's good, what's bad, what do we want to see changed, you know, just, and then understand also that we can't please everybody all the time. You know, some people yep. are going to love it. Some are going to hate what you do. And, uh, you know, everyone was raised different. Not everybody has the same values. So we have to kind of find a middle of the road there. Yeah. And I know that's, uh, in talking to Mr. Stockdale on our, our end of it, that's one thing he says quite a bit is, you know, he always talks about putting the, the student's best interest Absolutely. first, but sometimes that isn't always the most popular no. answer or the most popular uh, decision to be made. But, um, you know, he always has that in mind, whether it's popular or not. And he says that's kind of the one a hard part is, making that decision and a lot of people aren't going to going to agree with you but it is the right decision sure right. so and that goes back to you said you're replacing ashley tot's seat yeah. we had her on a, a few weeks ago yeah. and she talked about the importance of representing the community and the community's needs as well so and she talked about specifically making sure everybody's voices are heard particularly in new hartford as well right. um because i think she the loan right in right, maya I believe so. I, I, I honestly don't yeah. know. but So, and just making sure that everybody has a, a seat at the table, and, and that's yeah. really important for everybody. So, do like to pre, uh, say thank you for that as well. Yeah. 
All right, so are you ready for your random question of the day? I've been waiting all day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, water here. Yep, that's good. That's good. Okay, so if you had to eliminate one condiment, what condiment would you pick to get rid of? You're not giving a... Oh, that's way easy. I uh, pick, like, something awful, right? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say your basic, like, ketchup, mustard... Mayonnaise or barbecue sauce, like something you'd get at right at a restaurant. Yes, like a typical. I wonder what the top condiments are. I thought salsa was like the secret top condiment <laughs> of all time, and I hear that on Seinfeld. Maybe that wasn't true. Uh, are you a Seinfeld guy? Yeah, big time. All right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Did I just lose some supporters over that one. <laughs> or or gained? You probably we, gained. We probably talked Seinfeld a couple times. Uh-huh. <laughs> Right. Well, I just watched the episode uh, tonight before we came, um, uh, kind of the bizarro world. Oh, yeah. It's where crazy. Elaine finds those other friends. These pretzels are Feldman. making me thirsty. Feld- Feldman. <laughs> Feldman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway. Uh, condiment. I don't know. I love them all so much. Um, I'm a big smoker guy, so I think I'd keep the barbecue around. Mayonnaise would probably be the one I use the least. I mean, I go Jimmy John sandwiches. You got to have it, but. You know, maybe I can swap some ranch in there or something. Okay. You know, ketchup, you can't, and mustard, I mean, you can't get rid of them. What about you? Because you are the condiment, like, king. You So, well, when I retire, one of my um, crusades is going to make either barbecue sauce free, because I can't stand when you have to pay for it, and people say, well, it's only 39 cents. And then I say, exactly, it's only 39 cents, so why not just... And I'll give a quick plug to Texas Roadhouse. Just went there last Saturday night. Um, not only was the barbecue sauce, I believe it was free, or we didn't get charged for it, but it also came warm, oh, wow. which is a double plus, free and warm. I used to ask restaurants, is it warm first? And they would look at me funny, so I, I have stopped asking that question. I kind of feel bad, honestly, for the restaurants that you go to, because you don't like meat that comes from a bone. I, yeah, oh. but I, I'm very particular. He's on, like on the, the pickiest eater in no. ham or anything. Well, oh, man, if it if it's not on the bone, I'll eat it. But if it, I'm not gonna. I I won't come within an inch and a half of that bone because so, I I don't want to start gagging. So and, like a roasted chicken, like no a, shot. That is the best, man. No, no, we had this little chicken. I don't know what we had, but uh, my wife had this little chicken. And it had the wings on it and everything, and she was flapping them around. And, was and, it live or dead? <laughs> no, it, it was it was cooked. Oh, okay. But it, she she knows where I'm coming from, and oh, I, yeah. But anyway, going back to the condiment thing, um, dressings is that is that a blanket or can I I do not like blue cheese. I will give you the benefit of the doubt here. Blue cheese can go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'll, I'll eat about any other dressing, and I I like all the the condiments. What about gravy? It's getting to be gravy season. I like gravy. Oh yeah, gravy, gravy season. I'm pretty sure you can drink it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if that. I don't know. We'd have to figure <laughs> out what the definition of condiment is. But really, we should uh, sit down and do that. That's a, another podcast. And I also episode. think hot sauce should be that should be on the tables at all time too. Sure. Okay. All right, well, mine would be uh, mayonnaise. I'm not, I'd get rid of mayonnaise. I love mustard. 
I love mustard. I yeah. put it on brats, burgers. I I don't. Use Are you a that yellow often. mustard, or yellow you mustard. need like the honey dijon? No, I'm or I'm a pretty simple spicy, man. Just straight up yellow mustard. Straight up yellow mustard. I love it. Yeah. I don't. I I'm not a huge ketchup guy, but I I have to have it on certain things. So I get it. Yeah. I think it and has that changed for you guys? Like as you get older, do you like spicier things or do you put more? Is I can like. I don't know if you get old and your taste buds die or something. You just gotta have more hot sauce and stuff. It's like I, I I've always liked spicy stuff and in fact tonight with the um chicken Alfredo, I believe that's what we had. Um I put sriracha sauce on it. Yeah. I've that, heard people that, I've not, I don't know if I've ever really had sriracha sauce. Oh really? Oh, no, because wow. I don't love spicy food. I like I like a little spice, but not. Yeah. I'm not going to go crazy. I got I got I didn't realize what sriracha sauce was. I got freaked out by the bottle because there's like a rooster on it. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I'm not having anything that has a rooster on it. Rooster sauce. And then I found out that it was it was a sriracha, and I'm like, okay, I can get over this rooster on the on the bottle. And I don't know, maybe it's not even a rooster. I don't know, but it it's a weird looking. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Maybe that's a no. Spanish word Foul. for hot chicken or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, Brett, just want to thank you for joining us tonight on DNH Loose Change. And uh, you will still be on the ballot, I believe, on November 2nd. Is that how that works? I'm not. Yeah, as far as I know, uh, because I, I think Jeremy Lott's threatened to organize a writing campaign against <laughs> me. So I think I will still be on the ballot. Uh, okay. So, so watch out for that. All right. Well, again, thank you. And uh, make sure you tell the kids hi for me. Yeah, we'll do. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Reineke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door building barns to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Ronnie Key Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reineykeyconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at 319-239-6256 or reinconst at gmail.com. Reineke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right, we are here with our very last uh, interview of the night. We've got Ryan Peterson, and how are you, Ryan? I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. And Ryan, just for those uh, listeners who may not know you very well, can you go ahead and give us a little background information about yourself, uh, where you grew up, school, family, your current job right now? All right, sure. Uh, I grew up here in Dyke. Uh, I lived on a grew up on a farm two miles west of Dyke, and. Uh, uh, I had a lot of family around the area, um, a lot of aunts and uncles and my grandparents. And uh, uh, let's see, I I was in ninth grade. My wife was in eighth grade when the when Dyke and Hartford combined or consolidated. And uh, 
So we were, I guess my class was the first one to go four years as Dyke New Hartford. So did you graduate with Brett then as with Brett Becker, yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. We just okay. had him on a few minutes ago. Yep. Ninety six then. Ninety six. Yep. Yep. So we graduated in nineteen ninety six. So. Okay. Yep. And then afterwards, uh, uh, settled settled in, got your family started, and how yeah, many, yeah. Give I, us a little detail. You bet. Um, I ended up going to uh, Upper Iowa and Fayette, and I uh, went there for two years, and then uh, I moved. Moved back to the area. I, went, I lived outside of New Hartford, actually, with one of my future brother-in-laws. And uh, we worked. I was working on a, on a farm during the day and uh, went to school at night at the Waterloo Center for Upper Iowa. So I had two years there at the traditional campus and then, and then two years at the Waterloo Center going to school at night. And what did you go for it? I was in elementary education, actually. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. I did not know that. I That's didn't know that either. Cool. Yeah, I uh, I was in high school. I was the only thing I really thought about was sports and things like that. And I thought, well, I'll, go, I'll be a teacher and a coach. And uh, <laughs> by the time I graduated college, I thought well, I'm going to be a farmer. <laughs> so, and uh, I guess I didn't interview very well for a couple of teaching jobs, but uh, um, I did substitute teach, and that was that was a lot of fun. And uh, I wish they would have had full time sub jobs for that. That was oh yeah, yeah. Nowadays you'd I'll be. I'll tell you right now. If you get your. You'd have a. You'd have a job. I know. I went when I heard last. Sorry, when when I heard last year that uh, there's just full time sub jobs here, I was like, man, how do I how do I get into that? That'd, yeah. that'd be perfect. And they've made it relatively easy to get it. Yeah. The, I, the I substitute mean, license. Yeah, because there there is such a substitute teacher shortage right oh, now. Absolutely. It is crazy. Yeah. yeah. We could keep you pretty busy <laughs> in the district for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, okay, so, so can I uh, go ahead? Where you live now is that where you grew up, or? Oh uh, no, I, actually, uh, so I lived when I grew up. I was two miles west of Dyke and about a half mile to the north. And um, um, after that, when I moved back, um, my grandmother had a farm um, two miles west, but south of the interstate, just a little bit, and. Uh, Ended up buying that acreage and uh, okay, and that was that was like in two thousand and two thousand one. I think I moved out there or two thousand, and then uh, Beth and I got married in two thousand two and okay, and so been out there since. So okay, so about four four miles apart. Yeah, I was getting a little yeah. con- I got confused there on my I, yeah. I didn't wasn't registering the north part. Yeah, no, but yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> and and uh, what's your fir- current uh, family status there? Yep. Um, so I'm married to uh, to Beth Peterson, and uh, we we uh, met in high school and things like that, and uh, dated through college, and and uh, we have uh, three daughters. One's a sophomore, Drew, and um, Mallory's in eighth grade, and uh, Bryn is in sixth grade. Uh, yeah, I actually I knew this the whole thing, but I those three kids are really fantastic. I had Drew. She might have been one of my earlier sixth grade classes when I was when it's kind of just getting started a little bit um and then Mallory I had la- last year well actually I had her during the first year of COVID so I can they kind of got robbed a little bit about of that school year so she's probably pretty happy to get out of my class at I that was gonna point. say did they get robbed or <laughs> and I think Bryn's still pretty scared of me so we'll we have no idea what's <laughs> happening there so <laughs> all right um very good anyways you said you farm um do you what what all kind of farming do you do? 
Um, I I feed some cattle and raise, raise cattle and finish those out, and um, I also do row crop farming, and um, so I, I have a little operation on my own, and then I farm with my two brother-in-laws in, in a little larger uh, row crop operation, and then I I also work at uh, John Deere at, at Deere and Company. Oh, okay. So, I didn't know that either. I knew that you did the the beef and stuff, but I didn't know as much about the row crop farming. So yep. So I can, um, what is that? <laughs> the real crop farming? Yeah, I mean, so, is, it, is it what I'm seeing out in the fields? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, so corn corn and soybeans would be your traditional real crop farming. and Okay. And uh, what would what would not be? I suppose like uh, uh, hay and okay. things like that, small grains. That, All right. I just, I'd never heard it called, called that. But. Okay. Yeah, I should, just, have, I should have said corn and soybeans and. Well, but you're also I, we uh, we had um, Steve Coop on. Was it last week or two weeks ago? That was last week. Last week, and we're gonna have another podcast just to educate me, because here I'm from Iowa, you know, and I know absolutely nothing, and I'm enthralled with what goes on yeah. out there in the fields. You know, I I listened to that. It was a good. It was a good. Oh, good yeah. Steve did a great Steve job. Did, yeah, yeah, he, he was, was fun. And, yeah, I, I could know. tell he was getting frustrated with me though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always go to uh, Jerry Shipper is my my farm guy. Yeah. So if I have any questions, he gave me my first combine ride a couple years ago. Okay. I'd never been in one, and, and I was asking so many questions that night. We did beans, which apparently isn't as cool as corn. Right. And uh, that's what everybody says, and <laughs> and uh, I think he was ready to kick me out of the cab. Because I was just, what's that? What's it? What's this? You get, you know, you got a map, GPS, this and that. Yeah. And, I mean, it was very cool. It is. There's I a mean, lot of, lot of cool things going. Yeah, jeez. Culture. How's the how's the pheasant count looking so far? Definitely seeing more and more, all all the time. And uh, it, it, like the probably the last five years, it definitely seeing the population come back. So. That's good to know. It is very good yeah. to know. Can yeah. you, um, while you're um, combining or doing whatever you're doing in the field? Can you have a gun? I mean, well, you can. Wow. Well, okay. Is, <laughs> I don't know. The would rules. you get in trouble? I don't, I don't know. I, well, I'm just wondering because I'm guessing you you see a lot of game out there yeah, yeah. of some sort. Can yeah. you just open up the cab door and just start going to town? Or there's some very specific regulations per species. Okay. So I. But could you do it or not? I mean, do you have to have a tag? You can't hop out and. You can't just hop out of the cab and just. Well, as. <laughs> I mean, I don't. You're, get, you're getting into some pretty t- touchy stuff, so okay. we'll just leave it right there. Okay. Well, I just didn't know if, if, yeah. if you could. I had, I had a. I mean, a, what is? I'm not saying that you guys do it. I'm just saying, can you do it? Is had, it illegal? I had a classmate lose a tractor because he was on a tractor and he shot a doe. Oh, really? Yeah. And he, his family lost lost the tractor oh, and yeah, okay. and the deer and the gun and everything yeah, else. Really. So, now, yeah. was it because he didn't have a tag? Or because you can't do that out of a you tractor. Can't do that. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyways, there there are a lot of specific. Uh, I know you can't do it out of a car. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have a loaded gun in the car. No. Right? I know well, that. I, I know that for a fact. I just didn't know if 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 uh, yeah. a farm equipment was the same. All right. No, that that's a great idea. I have some agricultural, <laughs> not not you're shooting the gun out the car, but. Uh, Having oh a, yes, having an agricultural education thing. Yes, I I I would like to have a podcast yeah. for that. Well, it'd be actually honestly, it'd be great for all the students as well, just to kind of have background information about where yeah. your food. Comes yeah, from. you know, and and we've never had Hunter Hamilton on, 
Uh, it would be good to get uh, FFA in here. Oh, sure. T55 yeah. would be good. Something well. like that. So, Yeah. I actually did something like that at, at Deer & Company. Um, so people always ask me about farming and things like that because I take time off to farm and stuff. And uh, and uh, I started doing this weekly farming update. It was basically just for education oh, wow. purposes because there are a lot of people who work there that, that I don't know about, a lot about farming either. So started doing that. It was, it was a lot of fun um, just people asking questions and answering and, and uh, just going through that education process was, yeah. was a lot of fun there. So huh. cool. See, I think that... I think that would be a popular thing in the community as well. Just, I know Travis would attend. Yeah. Right. And I may be the only one. I, <laughs> as far as I know, I'm the only one that knows nothing about what's going on out there because people give me weird looks. No, it'd, it'd be a great but, education. It'd, you'd probably be surprised all the things you learn. And <laughs> Dyke and New Ark would probably combine because of agriculture and, you know, the sure. tough times pro- in the 80s. For, a lot of background. Sure. You bet. All right. So, what prompted you to run for school board, Ryan? Well, I have. I've actually I've wanted to do this for probably four or five years, and uh, you know I was always using the excuse I didn't have enough time. And and the last still two years ago, a couple of people had approached me about running, and um, kind of backed out at the last minute. Just said it too much going on at the time, and then th- this time come around, and a couple more people asked, and uh, I thought, well, I can stop making the excuse that I don't have time because you can always make time, you know. And so I uh, I said, well, I'm going to do it. So. Um, went ahead and didn't, and uh, and uh, pretty happy to be running. And um, you know, I th- I think it's a great way to to give back, and um, you know, serving on any kind of council or board. I served on a church council once, and I remember talking to a guy about it, and uh, he said it it's really important for people to you know go through that experience at least once, sure. twice in their life, you know. And you can do something like that where you're on a board and you're representing something that you know, relies on the generosity of others, you know, through their time or their money. And I think that really, some sometimes I think that can really change your perspective on how communities, you know, work and thrive. So, all right. Very good. So. Okay. So, um, and again, we ask all these, <clears throat> these questions have been asked to all the candidates so far. So what is your goal for the district in five years and even further if, as you look, look out in 10 years? Yeah. So that's a, Good question. So on the on the five year deal, um, you know we have a lot of things and you know, a lot of good things going on right now, and with a lot of momentum. And um, you know, especially with enrollments, I I think I think we're probably going to continue to grow and at least sustain what what we have going. And um, you know, DNH is a great choice for a family. So I think one of our goals for five years would be um, you know maybe as a board to come together and develop a solid plan to achieve classroom sizes that benefit the teachers and the kids and you know with our infrastructure project going on and some of the things we're doing already you know i I think we're on our way to do that but i think it's just a matter of finding that sweet spot of smaller classes that that make you know small districts like ours successful and attractive Mm -hmm. to young families and um so yeah my one of my goals would be to get input from you know the teachers and administrators find out what the optimum classroom size would be and then um you know align our vision to achieving achieving that and uh you know and have it small enough for our educators and students to to thrive and uh while still being financially sustainable so i i definitely think that's probably one of my yeah i think anything. that's a very a very solid response as well yeah and that's a that's a it like you mentioned that's a tough one i mean you want students but you want 
that small town feeling and yeah you know and that's what you hear a lot of people that come in over the years you know they what that's what they've said and it's yep, it, it yep, is exactly. it's a it's a it's a hard balance there we've got uh you know there are some areas like new hartford they're having the development come in and obviously mm-hmm. as the school goes through it uh through the current changes that it's going through right now it's you said it it's going to be an attractive place for people so having yep. people that want to advocate in that that area is very good yep exactly all right. So, and and you said it uh, as a graduate at Dyke New Hartford. What's your favorite memory? Then um, I should have uh, asked this earlier. But what's your favorite memory of your own time in in school here? Um, I, besides seeing me walk the halls, I said favorite. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I I don't know. It might have been in junior high when Travis was in high school and something like that. So he he might have been like four or five years out. <laughs> I, I, I graduated ninety. Well, so yeah, so, so that would have been. Oh, that was close. Nice, nice. <laughs> Good. So hey yeah, now, yeah, favorite favorite memory. Um, yeah, I was involved in a lot of sports and things like that. So just you know, being on those teams. But uh, you know, when when the two communities came together and um, you know, meeting all the the new people from New Hartford, it was it was pretty exciting time it was it was a challenging and and got through it and um you know by the time we were we were seniors uh, things were kind of normal it's like hey it's a Dyke New Hartford and and here, right. here we go and had, the had you known people from or, you um, know because social media obviously wasn't yeah. around like crazy you know so you, I mean you actually probably had yeah. to go somewhere to yeah you I know knew, to interact I knew probably well, I probably to be honest, I probably only knew the Eichlenberg family, and that was my wife Beth and her sister Ann and and her brothers. Um, they they're family friends of ours, and other than that, I can't say that I I knew anybody sure. from New Hartford. So, so I, I I should have asked Brett this as well, but when you transitioned to Dyke New Hartford, um, and you were that first year. Was there uh, any? Uh, was there any point in time where you could just feel it click? Like, okay, we are Dyke New Hartford. Um, I would I would say by, you know, you know, and then this is coming from I was I was a freshman, and uh, I, I would think by, you know, that that fall that it was it was starting to click with, with the, uh, you know, in relation to to football and sports. I I think people were start starting to get it, but um. It was probably the the third year, maybe. Um, sure. Where, you know, anything that any of the challenges that come with that were were kind of passed, and um, and and as you know, the freshmen and sophomore and the in the younger class, they were like, they were just getting past all that thing, all the in anything that might have been a challenge or a negative, they they were already past it and, sure. and ready to roll and um. You know, it, it was definitely. I'm sure it had to have been a lot tougher for the, you know, junior and seniors type right. type of deal. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, and 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 really, I'd I'd have to say, you'd have to credit, you know, Mark Parker with with uh, really making a lot of that work. I think he was a perfect fit to to bring that sure. stuff together. So, yeah, that guy, he's he's a miracle worker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, that was a tough spot to be in, and uh, I think he did did a great job. Yep. Perfect. Absolutely. 
and he's still to this day you can see him driving bus and he'll just be waving at oh, you yeah. and oh, make yeah. sure he stops and just a great guy all around yep. okay so um how do you envision supporting and you kind of touched on this already uh supporting your school administrators and ed- educators and you talked about classroom sizes is there anything else in that area or respect that you'd uh sh- sure well as far as um fly buzzing around my head <laughs> yeah, we have one fly that comes in here it's like every time every and it's only on the guest yeah oh yeah you guys must have repel it somewhere <laughs> <laughs> make us uncomfortable I, i'd like to think that's true but i <laughs> no as uh as far as supporting teachers so it, um i have a lot of friends and families that are educators and 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 i i really did think i was going to be a teacher at one time and um you know, it it just didn't work out for me, and I had a great opportunity at at Deer to to do that thing. But, um, well, all my family and friends, you know, I I think without a doubt they'd feel comfortable, you know, expressing opportunities for improvement with me, and and um, you know, any of my friends. But I think one quality that that I have is taking a step back and and kind of understanding someone else's perspective on on issues, and and. Uh, you know, just kind of looking at both sides of the story, and 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 really, it kind of comes down to sometimes you just have to stop and and uh, just listen to people and 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 get their take on things, you know, and just extend them that that empathy. And you know, I I believe wholeheartedly that, that teachers are the experts in the education, and we need to value their input. And um, you know, I think at the end of the day, teachers just want to do their their best work, and I think a solid school board um, pays away and supports and and lets them do that on. You know, without any get get all the roadblocks out of the way, so they can be successful. <laughs> Very good. Okay, and this is our last question uh, about the school board stuff. So, why should people vote for you in this election? Sure. Uh, so, is is what I what I can say to that, and I think I can bring a calm, balanced, level headed decision making process to the to the board and. You know, I, I I like looking at uh, multiple sides of issues and getting takes from both sides. You know, before we make decisions and use fact-based logic. And you know, I've, I I think I really have a passion for our youth, and um, I like to advocate for our kids, and and especially uh, especially those that are you know we're you're trying to get them on to the next stage in life, and you know we right. want to we want to start raising kids that are become great adults, and uh, um. But yeah, I mean, I have, I'm a big advocate for our communities. You know, both Dyke and New Hartford. I want, I want to see them thrive, and um, you know, the school is a big part of that. Um, and uh, you know, I, I think some of my work at Deer, at Deer and Company, you know, has allowed me to work across a lot of different diverse groups and um, and a lot of small team settings like a school board would be. And and I, I think I've got a lot of experience there. And um, and then just some of my um, farm business experience, uh, you know, there's just a lot of things that you're you're constantly going through, and like a school would go through. There's a lot of different things going on. You know, there's transportation, you know, not just the education and not just the extracurriculars. But, right. You know, you gotta. There's a time to repair and repair and fix, and there's a time to invest in new. And and I think you know, just having some of my experiences on that, I th- I think I would be a a good fit and. I, th- I think I'd be a good good advocate for the school and the administrators. Very good. Okay. 
So, are you ready for the random question of the day? <laughs> yeah. Let's okay. hear it. Well, this one was... This one Everybody was, chuckles. <laughs> this one was one that I was kind of thinking of when Travis was talking about his pet peeve with blinkers earlier. So, what traffic law... What traffic law is the most obnoxious in your mind or or the one that kind of bothers you the most? Traffic law. Hmm. I can go first. Go, go first, <laughs> please. The one that I cannot stand is the left turn. It's red and nobody is coming. So, so you have, you're at a stoplight you get the green arrow to turn left. People go through and you're in the back of the pack and now it's red so you can't go, but now the lights are green so everybody's going and the other side is completely clear. There is nobody coming. You can see there is nobody coming anywhere, but you have to stay there and you cannot turn. Right. I turn on it. <laughs> I look around and you can't because tell I am people that you're a school bus driver. I well, I'm, I don't do it on the school bus. Okay, that's no. Actually, good. actually, I never have. I I would love to, but <laughs> I I'm I'm too afraid I get yeah. caught. But yeah. that totally is you're killing the environment. Just let me go. Let me go. I can be on my way. My right. I can turn my car off. I can the emissions, all that stuff will go away. <laughs> and but you're stuck there. You have to. You have to stay there. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. I I get it at the beginning, you know, or you know, but it, we have technology now. You sh- the light should know, hey, there's nobody, nobody coming. coming. I'm going to give you the green, or even give me give me a flashing yellow. Yeah, but don't don't give me the red. Give, give a flashing yellow would be just fine, because then I I can go at my own. If I crash, then it's on me. But at least I have the opportunity. When it's red, you don't go. You don't get to collect two hundred dollars. All that stuff. Gotcha. Well, that's a good one. Sorry. <laughs> Ryan, do you have any that come to mind? Oh, man. Traffic laws. Hmm. And it can, it can be anything from, you know. Using your blinker? You, yeah, your vehicle to speeding to yield signs, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Here. Tell you what, you, you got one, Ted? Yeah, I do. All right, let's uh, I kind of gave you a little hint onto mine. Yield signs. I hate yield signs. I I just wish it would just come to a complete stop because yields are one of those things when you get younger drivers, especially, they don't know if they should stop or go mm-hmm. or or it's just an awkward moment. Just you know what? Let's just have a four way stop here, and you go, and then I'll go, and make things easy. But that's just me venting a little bit, yeah. so. That, that's my thing. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yield, yield signs are not, yeah, are not I, my thing. Well, and the one that nobody ever yields to is when you get on like Highway 20, and you're cutting, right. you're on the ramp, and it says yield. Like, like if I'm on high, if I'm on Highway 20, I'm going 65 miles an hour. You're on the on ramp. You need to yield to me. Yes. You don't just right. push me over. Yeah. You're yielding. I get you, you have to for that one. My wife yells at me about that, and I'm like, no, they have to they, yield to yes. me. Yes. When I go yeah. on the on-ramp, I pay attention. If, if it looks like I'm going to meet somebody, I'll slow down on purpose just so we don't have to have that. 
Yeah, and I don't not trying to be mean. I'll get over if I see him. Obviously, I'll get over if I if but, I can. But if it's exactly if I can. But if you can't, you know, then there's nothing you can do. But that person sometimes doesn't yield. They just get up to sixty five, and they're just gonna. I know, and then there's the people that just don't even look over their shoulder. They're just gonna get <laughs> yeah, right. They I, just go. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah. Man. One of my daughters asked the other day when we were driving, and neither one of them were sixteen yet, but uh, they were like, "What does yield mean?" And I don't know. I said, just look left and right, and always come and you go. That's that's what yield means. <laughs> Proceed with caution. <laughs> Proceed with caution. Something like that. But no, okay. I I've got I've got one. So when I was uh, going to school at night, I was a I was a, a semi truck driver, and I'd haul grain to Cedar Rapids, which was a pretty good gig because I'd sit in line, wait and unload my corn for like two hours. So I could do all my homework. I was getting paid. Perfect, yes. <laughs> and it was an easy job because yeah. I just had to drive, right? Perfect. And uh, so the biggest annoyance, and even now today, is um, there's places where you can, you're going 45 or 50, and then there's a stoplight. And, right, yes. And that's, uh, you might not ever think about it if you're just driving a, a car, but uh, you can't just stop when you're 80,000 pounds or something in a in, right. in a truck and... Uh, and even when you're in your car and you're flying around and you're going 65 and they're like, oh, here's a stoplight and you got to get on the brakes hard, it's, I think that's probably my That is true. I, yeah. We need a little better system. Yeah. Like you said, with technology, I think we'd probably solve that one. But Yeah. The only other one I, that would get me would be the speed limits on highways compared to interstate. You know, like you're on, I don't know, you go 70 to 65 or... I don't know. I'm a, a little bit heavier foot at times, yeah. but I guess I could always go by your rule. Yeah, my eight, rule. Eight, you're fine. Nine, you're mine. Yep. So yep. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. Somebody else said that, but no. But I, I'm calling it your rule because you taught it to me. So right. But and if it, you if you really want to go, I have another one. But so when you're on T55 and you come up to that stop sign there before you get on 57. You're heading north. That curve is? That curve. We we need to go back. So we, some people need to go back to school because I, I'm there with the bus, and we have people that don't use blinkers and come off of there. They just go straight. And then we have people that use blinkers that they're going to go left but stay on the highway. <laughs> so Somebody's got to help me out. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't understand. Or, or they'll throw the blinker on. When they're exiting 57 coming uh, south, they'll do it like 50 feet in front of you. Yeah. Like, like yeah, that, that's, that's no good. You might as well just leave it off. Right. G- yeah. Give me a notice here. I and purposely picked this question just to kind of get gosh. you riled up. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. It's so, uh, and it's the same way coming out of New Hartford back to Dyke when you're getting on 57 is yes. the cars that are coming at you. Some will put on the blinker. Yeah, I'm going left. Yeah. Like you, you don't have to do that. And others will just... Come right by you and go to you know Casey's and I'm yeah. like I, I could have been out there already. I hear you. We we haul all our all our grain to uh, New Hartford or most of it to New Hartford and uh, so we deal with the same thing. It's like okay, is that guy turned in or not? Yeah. And then trying to get out there, it's well, right. like it's you not said, easy. eighty thousand pound vehicle. It's right. It's yeah. not right. So, yeah. Well, and, I, and you know I'm hauling kids, so I'm like super cautious. Like yeah, I don't. Exactly. I, I don't trust you. I don't, I'm not sure what's going on here, but, oh, that just, uh, <laughs> that's rough. 
<laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, the uh, election again is on November 2nd. So make sure you get to your polling place and cast your ballot. And uh, Ryan, want to thank you again for joining us on DNH Loose Change and best of luck. All right. Thanks for having me on. Thank appreciate you. It. All right. Thanks. Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. That's a wrap. Hope you enjoyed another uh, DNH Loose Change episode, special edition, school board election. That was good. I, I tried to hijack as many interviews as I could, but... <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? It's always fun because we say this every time you learn so much about the people, and I think especially learning about the people who are going to be uh, potentially representing your community, representing you... It's really, it's really cool to get to know them on that personal level. So that's why we appreciate uh, so much that yeah. they were willing to join us tonight. Yeah, they, um, and I, I think they all said the same thing as far as, you know, they want to serve, they want to give back to the community. Um, they're all from around here, you know, went to school and stuff like that, and which is cool because, um, you know, myself uh, doing like the booster club and, you know, kind of that uh, those things where you you serve. Um, I've noticed it's kind of getting harder and harder to get people to, you know, take their own time and, you know, if you're not getting paid for it and, you know, and be able to give your time back, which is, um, very cool. Those of these individuals that are wanting to be part of, of the school board. When I first started at Dyke New Hartford, I, I know that we had, uh, a very long-standing tradition of having a school board that was here for quite some time, and that's a that's a great thing too because they get to know and kind of understand the inner workings. Um, but now that there are, there have been some openings and we've had some people leave the board, it's nice also to see some different perspectives as well. Right. So it's it's good to get as many candidates as possible. And I'll tell you what, the three people that we had in here tonight, Jenny Conley, Brett Badker, and Ryan Peterson, you couldn't be. I mean, those three people are just. They're awesome people. Yeah, I feel very comfortable uh, being a staff member here at DNH um, with the incoming, whoever they are. Right, um, exactly. You know, feel very comfortable. I feel like it'll be a good mesh with uh, Mr. Stockdale and the existing um, board members. You know, um, all their answers and all their um, uh, visions and stuff like that. I mean, I, it's got to make you feel good. I mean... And in the long term, uh, immediately, actually, their biggest goal is to make things better for our students. Right. And that's, that is the grand that's scheme the of goal. things. That is, that is what it's all about. So um, that's, that's 
where we need to end it right there. And before we do, I want to go ahead and give our last pitch this week is going to go to last you, pitch. I don't know why, man. I just <laughs> sometimes I say things that I don't know where I'm going. I just hey hope I find it along the way. What, what, what made you say? What quote was that, by the way? Um, it sounded like uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy Guardians. What's no. Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, no, it's a TV show sitcom. Cheers. The Office. Sometimes I start a sentence and I don't know where I'm going with it, and I just hope I find it along the way. Michael Scott. Okay. I, I probably have heard that, but I don't. I, I've watched the Office episodes, but not enough to. Oh, not man. as much like Seinfeld. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can understand that. Reverb the the Seinfeld, but Office, I I won't. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, so that was cool. First though. pitch. I don't know why I said last pitch. Um, but. We'll go first. I know, I kind of thought we were going off the air or something. I'm like, well, last episode, I guess. <laughs> the swan song. <laughs> um, anyways, first pitch is going to go out to Ashley Tot and Ben Freeze. Um, they are the outgoing board members. They have done a phenomenal job on the board, and I think they've accomplished what they want to accomplish, and they've served and done um, what they what they came to do. And I think... That's all we can ask, and they did a fantastic job, and now they're ready to hand the keys off to the next uh, set of people here, the next set of board members. So yeah. definitely want to give them a, a nice shout-out. Yep. No, I really appreciate, again, those guys giving their time, and it would be interesting to get a post-board yeah. member evaluation. You know, how did it go? Because I think we had them both on as they were Yep. still going through it. Yeah, they they were super cool too they came in oh, we yeah. asked them just to join us and they never had any hesitation that we'll tell you about anyways <laughs> right no they were they were super super cool super chill and uh, that's what that's what we like so again uh this is tad and travis signing off on dnh loose change Thank you.